0: Welcome back to A Creative Affair. Am, this is Bree and I'm here with Len. And today we're going to talk about perfection. I don't know what the title will be, but we'll, we'll decide on it afterwards, right?
1: Of course, we always, um, you know, we tidy ourselves up later, don't we? Uh, and it's actually through having the conversation that we figure out what we're talking about, isn't it, Bree? <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, I told Lynn I wanted to talk about this because I've been actually thinking a lot about perfection. So I do a six-week creative confidence workshop um, for anyone who identifies as a creative and it's been really fun. And one of my weeks we talk about perfection and how that might keep us from being the confident people that we want to be. And I just think it's so interesting because whenever I do this six weeks and we come to this, or actually for every single week, I do the work too. And so I've been actually trying to pay attention to how is perfection showing up for me? And I'm talking about perfection that were perfectionist thinking that holds me back. And so I've been really trying to pay attention to how this is showing up for me. So I can talk about that later. But I think it'd be fun to start by answering the question, is there perfection in art? Is there perfection in art? That's not the question you thought I was going to ask. No, it wasn't
1: at all. and it's, <laughs> You've thrown me right off what you were thinking or thinking about.
0: <laughs> well, I know my answer. My answer is No. <laughs>
1: I think many, many, many artists are obsessed with pers- perfection and uh, trying as hard as possible to, um, to do that and uh, uh, spend their lives chasing it uh, as some sort of goal. And you only have to wander through an art gallery um, to, to see this absolute obsession with, um, with perfection. So should it be there? Does it have a place? Hmm. I don't know. That's quite a hard question. I think.
0: (laughs) I think the thing about perfection or even perfection, I'm perfectionist thinking, but the thing about perfection is it's totally subjective. Just like with art. This is my opinion. Maybe you have a different opinion, but I think for every person, the idea of something being perfect is different. And like my idea of perfect is going to be totally different than your idea of perfect. You know, even there if there are similar veins. So I don't know if that's why I asked. No, That's why I answered no, because I don't know that there is perfection in art because there's no like one dictionary definition, flawless. What is that? <laughs> so, so it's so interesting that we chase this. Because I just don't think it's possible to have something that's completely flawless. I don't think it's fun either. That's what it boils down to, you know? Like, why do I want to create something that's absolutely perfect?
1: Oh, uh, that maybe is a different question. Uh. And uh, I don't want to create something perfect because uh, computers are doing that at the moment. Uh, I like to see the artist's hand and I have learnt over the years to celebrate the happy accidents, the imperfections, the mistakes, the errors, and maybe they hold me back in 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 the popular um, opinion of my work. Um, oh, it's not perfect his work. Uh, well, I hope that it's uh, human and uh, humanistic and uh, actually has imperfections in it. As you were talking, I was thinking of Michelangelo, and I was looking at in my mind um, one of his sculptures, and then I ended up at David, I think it is. And uh, I'm I'm standing there looking, and I could say, "Oh, that's perfect! Isn't that just so perfect?" If we get a ruler out though and start measuring things, you know, the hands are a little bit bigger than they should be. Like there's there is you know emphasis and artistic um, modification of the of the human figure in there to create drama to add emphasis and, of course, the scale, um, like it's, 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 a, it's a such a large scale and we're, we're looking up and to counteract um, the, the feeling of looking up, the top of the body is a little bit bigger than the bottom to actually help with our perspective as we stand underneath it and look up. Like there's all these fascinating things going on um, and, and we can stand underneath and look up and go, oh, wow, that's perfection, but we can also get a ruler out and measure it and go. Well, actually, um, there's these are artistical um, licenses, or you know, um, what's the right word? There's a wavy word there somewhere. But uh, choices being made to um, give emphasis onto different things.
0: I've been in the Sistine Chapel, and we always look at the this idea of the Sistine Chapel of being this a ama- this amazing masterpiece, which it is. On one side, all of the figures are bigger. And by the time you get to the other <laughs> side, they're a lot smaller because he had to, he, he had so much that he wanted to fit in or, or he it was, it's one way or the other. So even in the same space of the same piece, you know, this huge ceiling mural, everything's totally different. And so, so, and if it were perfect, everything would be exactly you know, the same. And, you know, I, I look at it and think, amazing. He learned while he was doing it. His vision changed while he was doing it. I love the description that you had, which is like human. And that seems very human and lovely to me. Mm.
1: And art needs to have that human element to have that incredible power of impact and uh, conversation. Like our whole podcast is about conversations, isn't it? And uh, artworks have conversations with us and The humanist factor actually increases their depth and makes them more interesting. Uh, They help us in improve uh, our understanding. When when we look at the machine produced perfection, it it feels a little bit flat.
0: I share the same opinion and this is the opinion of two creatives. So if you have a different opinion, we'd love to hear from you.
1: We definitely would.
0: I mean, I, I think so too. I think that there's a there is this connection, this relationship that the artist has with their work, and that we have with someone else's work, and then you know, consequently, we get to have this relationship with the artist. And I don't really get that when I'm when I'm not seeing evidence of them, you know, physically in the work. And I think that's a really lovely thing. Are we still? We're still talking about perfection now. Right?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Of course we are. <laughs> I have um, two things. One was the point about. Um, uh, perfectionism in it being in our own minds as being something measurable, it's, it's a bit like saying that's the best artwork in the show. We should all have a different answer and uh, we should even keep changing that answer over time. There isn't really such a thing as best. It's, uh, well, this is my favorite at the moment. Um, but the, the, I did want us to to shift around a little bit because uh, that's the artwork this perfectionism. And I thought when you said, let's talk about perfectionism, uh, you were going to uh, get into the perfectionist in our own minds that gets in the way (laughs) of our making art. Because I've had students come up to me and go, "Len, you're a bloody perfectionist, aren't you? I've just noticed what you're doing and how hard you're working a particular artwork to get something. And yet for me, I think I'm pretty slapdash these days. And uh, uh, I I really love the happy accident and uh, being a bit more relaxed on it. So perfectionism in the mind really intrigues me, Brie.
0: Totally. Well, you know what's interesting? And the whole reason I think sometimes when we start, I don't really know where we're going to go with this, but I think the whole reason I started out by talking about defining perfection in art is because we do have this thinking that somehow we can achieve it. And so understanding that, that a perfection as a human. Is possibly impossible to achieve. <laughs> Understanding that then helps us when we're introspective and we start to look into our minds. And this is something, I'm just gonna give you guys a sneak peek. This is something that I share with my um with my group when I do these workshops. I I share some of this thinking, you know, the ways that we have perfectionist thinking. And it looks like this sometimes, and this is actually an example from my own brain, because I've thought all of these things. I just can't seem to get it right. Like, right in quotes, right? And what I I have more, but what I want to say is see if you can hear yourself in these. And we've all thought one of these before, for sure. Like, I just can't seem to get it right. My work needs to be better than this and better is in quotes. And then also this isn't, good enough yet, like good enough in quotes. And that's why I say always in quotes because the definition of them is so vague. Like we say these things like as in I haven't quite reached what I'm hoping for and maybe what we're hoping for is perfection and we can't actually achieve that. And so then what do we do when we find ourselves in that space? Do you have any comments on these, Lynn? have you thought these things?
1: <laughs> I definitely have. And it's also a, a stage of where we are with our art, I think as, as well. And I, I definitely have my perfectionist moments and I've got a lovely example for, for you is uh, I used to look at myself on video and I hated myself and it was perfectionism. You're not perfect. You, you don't look like a presenter. You don't Um, you can do better than that. And it was all this negative self-talk. And today when I'm in front of the video camera, I'm the same bloody person (laughs) that I was back then with the same flaws and mistakes, but I've actually moved on and stopped being so incredibly self-critical and having this thing about, oh, you have to be perfect at it. Instead, I've reframed that to be, you have to be you. If you're uptight and not being you, or and this is about authenticity. um, If you're not being authentic, then um, you're not actually doing a good job on this. I've actually reframed all that thing, and this took taking me years to get to this point where I can feel.
0: How did you shift out of that? Like, what was the process? Oh,
1: um, I haven't quite figured that out, maybe either. But I, you know, practice a determination doing it over and over, figuring out how I needed to do it. Um, I, I, I still struggle to record to a blank camera. So uh, uh, having an audience, because I can stand in front of a class or in front of 100 people, or I can do a Zoom to 1,000 people and be really confident and come across really well. My, my mind might be still um, scared and a bit worried about, and a lot worried about things and um, very, very scared. But having an audience that I interact with and I feel them I can do that. So I learned to do that through putting an audience on the other side of the camera um, physically, yeah. And then I got more and more comfortable to this point now. I could actually go, and I do sit down and just record to an empty camera in a room and and feel very comfortable with it. So, um, yeah, but in my ass, um, I shifted from, uh, you know, thinking about perfectionism uh, as something measurable and uh, I think that was one of the problems is that we were judging, um, in measures. And, you know, as we're beginning, we're trying to, to get something to happen and we're, we are really caught up in our minds. Like it's such a, um, a logical sort of thing going on in there. This is for me, not for everyone. And, uh, letting go of perfection has allowed me to actually feel and stop that in a discussion. So, When I'm making a work, instead of going, oh, that's no good or I can do better or is it perfect, I'm actually going for that feeling inside that goes, "Ah! oh, and it's a feeling that grabs you and uh, pulls you along and I stop worrying about whether it's perfect or not and uh, discounting my work because it isn't perfect. If it's got the feeling and it's still imperfect, well, then what's wrong
0: with the imperfections? there's nothing wrong because I think imperfection is really beautiful. And I think that's kind of the point of our discussion here today, which is like, how could we release these ideas that we could be moving towards perfection and that we could be trying to make everything better infinitely towards perfection. If there really is never any possibility of creating perfection, then why are we seeking it so hard? And I always have to pull myself back. When I find myself thinking these things like, oh, this isn't good enough. I'll give you an example right now. uh, I'll wait, let me finish my sentence. When I find myself thinking that I have to pull way back and go, oh, I'm thinking the good enough, that good enough combo. Is it good enough? And I'm like, for what, what am I trying to achieve here? You know, am I, am I really getting myself caught in some perfectionist thinking that's holding me back in some way? So I am doing a 365 project I think people who've done this before, um, they make art every day or they they take a photo every day and share it or whatever. That's not necessarily what I'm doing. Mine is just to like be in my work every day and share every day. And I have some different guidelines that I posted on Instagram. I actually need to create a blog post about it. But what I'm finding is I used to think, oh, I'm just going to share the work that I think is the best, like my best work. Cause that's what the public should see is the best. And then I'm like, with this project, it really has like opened me in a way that I feel really vulnerable. I'm like, oh, because I'm doing these weekly themes and I'm like, oh, this doesn't, this doesn't feel good enough. And then I found myself thinking this this past week. I'm like, oh, I don't know if this is good enough to share. I'm like, whoa, put the brakes on, full stop. Because I'm like, good enough for what? Who cares? Like good enough that people don't like it? Like what, you know, where am I trying to go with this? And in fact, my most vulnerable one is the image that I posted today. And I actually shared that this was just an experiment. I think sometimes we don't share the ones that feel experimental that maybe aren't like, you know, superstar work or whatever. But I said, this this was an experiment for me. And I just allowed myself to play with the light and motion and water and all of this stuff. And then I wanted to kind of see, I said, this could be the beginning of a new direction or not. But I also think it's a great thing to be able to give into that experimentation and allow ourselves without thinking that something has to be amazing and perfect and all of that. And I took all of that that I had been feeling at the moment, the experimentation and the enjoyment of it. And I was like, I want to post about that and share this, and I don't care. Like, and in fact, even right now, I'm feeling some hesitation and a tiny bit of resistance because I'm still feeling all of those thoughts like maybe it wasn't really that great of an image or good enough or whatever. But I'm like you, Len, doing it anyway. I'm just doing it anyway and seeing what comes of it. I just know with this project, it is bringing up all kinds of this thinking for me, which is probably why I asked to talk about this today because I really am like deep into this idea of perfection and some perfectionist thinking. And how is it? How has it in the past held me back? Maybe even from exploring more. And I I just think that's an it's something for me that's really interesting to think about. And I'm curious for you in our audience, how maybe some of that same thinking has been holding you back
1: Mm. It's uh, it's interesting, and it definitely held me back, particularly when I used to take film, and I was you know really slow with large format film. The perfectionism in in me would stop me taking photographs, and I'd get so blocked up, and um, I couldn't take one. And uh, the first one actually would be a, a stepping stone to getting to better ones, and I eventually learned you've just got to start. And uh, today. I'm much more aware of that so I have huge blocks about being a writer and uh, I don't know if we've talked about that over and over but I really struggle with writing and it was because I was told as a young person that I couldn't write and uh, I had spelling issues and I was always being corrected and I hate it I really hate being corrected still and it's sort of is a bit of a trigger um and it reminds me of my disabilities as a young person with spelling and writing and all those sort of things. Anyway, so one of my exercises that I gave myself is very similar to the 360 degree, 65 de- degree project where I started blogging daily and, you know, went out in a newsletter and I wrote something every single day. I will put a photograph with it and I wrote and I wrote and uh, I let go of this thing that was blocking my head about it and actually just relaxing and doing it. Now it doesn't go forever because I'm now stuck again where I actually struggling with writing again and I actually have to get back and start that habit. And I'm going to have to work through it again. It won't take as long as it took last time to get that flow going. But once I start, uh, uh, and then, you know, there's this little, little wall there about perfectionism. And it's about self-critique and not being authentic and honest with myself, and uh, which is causing this little wall. So doing something regularly and also accepting that it isn't going to be perfect is an incredibly important step into getting into a state where you're doing work that you love. And of course, my work is never perfect. And once I got rid of that thought out of my mind, all I have to do is, um, am I happy with it? am I satisfied with it? Is it something that I'm willing to share? Or even if it isn't, am I willing to share it? Um, Does it make me smile? Like an artwork to me just only has to catch my attention um, and hold it for me to keep engaging and having that inner conversation with it to be interesting uh, rather than perfect.
0: I love that, Len. That's actually really helpful for me. We're coaching each other.
1: (laughs) Well, we always are.
0: I know. <laughs> that's no, our that's, relationship.
1: That's, that's true. And that's why we're sharing it with everyone because, um, you know, we're trying to follow our conversations and learn from each other because we think that our conversations are fascinating and interesting uh, rather than ones that we think you need to learn. We're following the ones that we uh, find interesting ourselves and we're trying to learn from and uh, we hope you enjoy joining us on this conversation. And I think that keeps us authentic, Brie.
0: Yeah, true. I think next week I'm going to do my little theme. (laughs) I always do it from kind of a similar place, but I'm going to find a place where I just really enjoyed making the photos and having the experience. And also I didn't think that they were perfect. So I'm going to try and find that combo. And just share the ones that I really enjoyed. Uh-huh. And I'm not going to care if they feel like they're good enough or not. So that's my challenge to myself this week. That's what I'm going to do.
1: I think so many of us get caught up on worrying about what other people think too. So this, this idea of perfection is also tied to what other people think. And we, when we look at someone else's work and we're judging it, we're trying to figure out you know, what's good, what's perfect, what's beautiful... What do I want to do? And we're creating all this criteria, and then we're trying to measure against it. And um, you have to let that go at some point.
0: Well, if we go back to even the my idea that everything is so subjective, like even perfection is so subjective, then we have to go back to even to just ourselves because somebody else, you know, we could go through the Louvre, which has amazing pieces everywhere, and I could look at something and go. Eh. And you could look at it and go, this is perfection, right? And so whether or not people like it is, you know, sometimes it can be irrelevant. So we just need to maybe check in with ourselves. Like, why do we want people to like it? That feels like a whole separate podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Do you know what was perfection, Len? What is? This conversation.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Isn't that sweet, everyone? <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh! My 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 heart's um, growing and um, excited with that, and that, what a lovely lift for the day. Well, it is fun.
0: We have such a good time, and truthfully, I I just think so many of these conversations are perfect or perfectly imperfect because that's how we are.
1: It's interesting, isn't it, Brie? When we started, we would analyze afterwards, um I don't know if you did this, but I did secret secret. Oh, what could I have said differently? What should I should have I said? Um, well, oh, I need to take better notes. And, um, and now I'm, you know, I, we finished one and I go, Oh, fantastic. And I don't think about it again. And, uh, I, I really love that where I've actually got to this point where I'm actually really having a wonderful conversation with you. And I'm not worried about what I'm saying or, um, worried about uh, what people are thinking and just being present with you having the conversation without the perfectionism.
0: Yeah. And I want to point out to everyone, when we meet together to do this, I feel, because listen, this is art, right? The, like an artful conversation. And we could be having a lot of perfectionist seeking wrapped up in this. Like, is this good enough? Da, da, da. And for sure, you could look at it with an objective eye. But what I want to point out is that when we release both of us, this good enough, this idea that we could make something better or, you know, that there could be some perfection in this, in what we do here. When we release that, now I just feel confident, like we can sit down and we can do this podcast. And I feel really confident about that. And do you see how when you release some of that perfectionist thinking, we show up having more fun. It's not stressful and we really enjoy the process. And that's what we can do with our own work. If you took this, just this and translated it to anywhere else where perfectionist thinking shows up, that's what you do. So when you can release it, and by the way, I help people do that, but when you can learn to release it, then you show up in really amazing ways and it's so much more enjoyable. So there you go.
1: One of the words in there is how do I do it better? And as a beginner, that's one of our questions, isn't it? And it's so one of our driving forces. And no, a secret to mastery is we change that word to how do we do something differently or how do I explore that? Um, where will this take me? What's it teaching me? What am I learning from this rather than doing better or doing it perfectly? So we, we, we retrain, reframe all these questions, don't we?
0: Right. I also think the word is like improvement because I remember thinking, oh, I just want to get better when I was first starting. And I was thinking, oh, I just want to get better. And then I had to pull back and go, okay, if I could look at how my work is objectively And saying, where are the where are the holes in my work and where do I want to improve? That to me is so much different than going, I just want to get better and not really having a direction about it. So sometimes that could be that could be one of the problems that we're having. And I know I remember just kind of struggling with that and then going, oh, like with the better part, and then really feeling like I needed to pull back and say, okay. How do I actually do that? What is this? What is the next step process? Or, you know, and we're going to talk about this in a later podcast episode because we just talked about it. But, like, how do we listen to ourselves internally and do that work? I think a lot of this is wrapped up the perfectionist thinking and creating work that like resonates personally with us with our our creative intuition. And there's so much, there's so much wrapped up in this, y'all.
1: There is indeed. I think,
0: Brie, that's a
1: wonderful place to uh, end our conversation, don't you? I think so, too. Well, it's time to say goodbye, everyone. And we look forward to uh, the next wonderful conversation on our creative affair. And uh, thank you, Brie. It's been a a wonderful um, session with you. Thanks, everyone.
0: Thanks, Len. Bye. Bye.
1: Thank you for joining us in our creative affair. If you love the passion we bring to this creative content, please support the podcast by sharing with a friend, subscribing and leaving us a review. To find out more about Bree's work, including her gorgeous photography and mentoring in her Creative Confidence group coaching program, please visit her at creativemindscoach.com. If you'd like to learn more about creative photography, you can find me at lenmetcalf.com, where you can find links to my photography school, videos, and publications. I would so love you to sign up to my newsletter. Well, until next time, it's time to say goodbye.